Yeah, greetings. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I hope all is well. Um, sorry for the delay. Um, I think I screwed up on the doggone links, but that's fine. We here now. We're gonna make it happen, and we're gonna go with it. Go with the flow. Um, tonight is a special night, in my humble opinion, uh, because I have someone on that um, I worked with um, in the school system, and um, she called me yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, and um, went in and asked her. Will she join and, and talk about something that she feel is crucial and needed, right? So what we'll do is for our expectation management, we'll kind of go over, you know, some her basic background, some of the things she's done, what lead her up to be here, asking a couple of questions like an interview setting. And um, then I'm going to let her have her way with just explaining her some ideas and concepts in her mind, uh, how she see that she can make the world brighter. So I call it Dr. Pam's Brighter Future. Um, as you can see, I'm sharing the agenda up there on the board about, you know, kind of some expectations. Um, what we are, we why wait to be great. Our goal is to inspire, motivate and encourage and help other people take actions on their dreams and their goals, whether it be real estate invested, whether it be um, you want to start a, a different kind of entrepreneurship, whether it be you just want to live your purpose, helping others in some shape, form, or fashion. So from that scene, I'm trying to find a way to help others, right, and a platform to do that, or whether it's recruiting people for the military or not. So that's some of the things that we have going on tonight. Um, you don't need any materials unless you got pen and paper. Um, as you can see, we have a little schedule. We try to take days off. So in January right now, um, this week, we should have Will talk. But Will is my college student, and he's uh, getting settled in at school right now. So thank God we got Dr. Pam Williams to talk tonight. And then the next week, we'll do another um, review, uh, probably an interview with a military personnel that's retired. Um, and the interviews for the military personnel we're basically just trying to inspire and motivate and encourage other people to take actions. And sometimes we hear those stories of the positive things that goes on in the military, then you definitely probably can appreciate them a little bit different than what we usually do when we only talk about deployment or how we got injured or all the other things. So I just wanted to put a platform where people share their story so we can kind of help inspire, motivate, encourage people to join the armed forces or stay in if they think about getting out because somebody else went through something similar to what they were going through and they can make it over and you can make it over too, right? So that's kind of the purpose of the uh, military recruiting retention. We're trying to bring good people in and maintain them. Then we're trying to move, keep people in as good and keep them from talking off the ledge, leaving too early, go ahead and get your 20 year retirement, go ahead and do what you did right. Um, and now we have Monday classes as well where we do nothing but real estate, all things real estate, all things entrepreneur on Mondays. Either we're talking to some of our mentees, either we're giving out some advice, uh, myself and Joe coordinate and alternate teaching that one. And then on Wednesday, we have a private class that's for paid members. Um, we have a time where they come on and ask more questions privately with us, and that's more of the private people. So that's the schedule. Um, now, with no further ado, I want to go ahead and unmute uh, Dr. Pam Williams and allow her to be the co-host tonight as well. And after that, I'm gonna go ahead and unmute you. I hope you ain't coughing right now. 
You can share I'm your okay. video too. <laughs> Start the video. Yeah, I just said extra I'll start your video. And I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. Um, and I, I apologize for the confusion. I think that um in my setup, I still have uh -oh, how to stop sharing. Yeah, in my setup, I still got where emailing y'all my old link and I started using one link for everything. And I think that's when my confusion and I probably why my low attendance too, um, with the calls on Zoom. But um, nonetheless, no excuse. I don't worry about the people. It's a, it's recorded on YouTube Live. It's recorded on Facebook Live. So the people, I want to stop recording. I want to stop the sharing. Ah, what my little thing went. Yep, technology. All right. So um, while I play with this, you can do a slight introduction, uh, introduction to yourself real quick. Let the world know who you are, what made you, inspired you to show up on this call. Okay. Well, I am Dr. Pamela Williams. I am a teacher, has been, I've been a teacher for over 15 years and I decided to go back, get my doctorate because I really want to do more than that because I feel like I can do more outside of the classroom. You know, you limit it in the classroom. And so I decided to join on this call because I feel like, why should I wait to be great? You know, because that is a catchy title and I'm really tired of waiting. I am. I know, you know, all good things take time. I know that, but I'm tired of waiting. So if you know something that I need to know, I want to know. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, we know you didn't wait to be great by all the stuff you do with the kids when you teach them and when you um, listen. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of you being this person stepping up to do this because I know this is not your comfort zone. Uh, no, you like <laughs> You like working in the back end where you just yep. helping someone and helping the people that really need it. But to be on this is, I know it's no small thing. And I know that um, it means a lot to you. And, and I do appreciate you being willing and able to, to show up tonight. Um, so, but that being said, you know, what, what, what started you being a teacher in general? What, what, what made you just feel like you want to teach kids? Well, I really didn't. I really, my first profession was a counselor because that's what I started school in counseling. So I started the master's program in counseling. For some reason, I stopped. I don't know why, but I did. But, you know, I really feel like my son inspired me to be a teacher because of all of the different disabilities that he have. And I'm working with him and I'm trying to learn how to work with him. So, you know, we were going to different places trying to get the help that I thought that he needed. So I'm like, so why don't I do it myself so that I can learn to work with him? So that was one reason why I became a teacher because I wanted to, you know, really know how to work with him, with him being, especially the whole entire time he was in school. So, and then, you know, when I did decide to do it, I enjoyed it. And I really rather would not do anything but teach special education. Right now, I'm not, but I really honestly and truly, and I know that they say that it takes a special kind of person, but 
I love it because I love the kids. So I think I heard, and I like to rephrase stuff because um, I like to make them points right quick. Um, okay. Sound as if, um, hey, look, I went to school to be a counselor. That's something I just genuinely like to do. I don't know what caused me to deter from that. However, I had a child that had some special needs and because I wanted to be a better parent to him and to support him, I said, let me go to school to be an educator. And then that way I can better understand how to do it. And now I got in the field and I love doing what I do. Yes, exactly. Right. That's it. And um, I did get a text message, a chat message saying, what age group do you teach? I have always taught K through five. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You have always taught as in past tense. <laughs> yeah, I have always taught K through five because right now that's not what I'm teaching. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm teaching cyber cybersecurity now. <laughs> A total different change. I guess because you know it was time for a change. I've been doing it for so long. You know how you feel like it's time to change. So this is the change that I have. It's not what I wanted, but it's a change. Yeah, and I think yesterday in our talks, if you don't mind me sharing, I told her sometimes it's good to be the place where God needs you to be instead of the place you want to be, right? Um, and, and what I've learned in my journey is sometimes you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and I uh, got that. I got that. <laughs> I got that. I'm not comfortable yet, but I get what you're saying. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. I do. You're in an uncomfortable area, but you're comfortable taking on that challenge. I am. Yeah. I am. Because it is a challenge, but I'm comfortable with it because I know what I'm doing is just a different age group because now it's sixth through eighth grade. It's not what I'm used to, but same kids. Absolutely. And when you say you don't teach special ed, it's like, yes, you do. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So yeah. I age kids for all those who are out there don't understand that is that is a special group of kids. Yes. Um, and I'm going to if you don't mind me, Dr. Pam, I'm going to share some things with folks real quick about my little small experience with working with middle school age kids. OK. Right. So I personally know the the scarcity. It, the 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 fear and the and and I'm saying this and I said I'm personally but I'm sure that everybody can kind of feel what I'm gonna go with everybody and this is a story I used to say in sixth grade when I taught PE for whatever reason you go to summer after fifth grade and you come to school on sixth grade and now you went junior high or middle school. And all of a sudden, it seemed like everybody think a switch got clicked on. I'm in middle school. I'm a big kid. <laughs> and I remember that also great when I was in sixth grade, all the different mom and dad talking about, you can't do it no more. My cousins, you're in middle school now. You're in middle school now. You're in middle school. What does that really mean? It means that now you're in a state of confusion because you just went to sleep a couple of nights ago. And now you all of a sudden supposed to just be somebody grown a mature now right and when you go to school the teachers all introduce saying hey you're in sixth grade now no more babysitting no more and all you hear is everybody no 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 now 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 that's all you hear so 
in that sixth grader in mind, if they in middle school and they just left and separated from elementary. Now you got some schools that got uh, K through six being elementary, which I saw that, but I'm talking about the one that's in middle school, junior high, six, seven, or eight, right? Or six and seven schools too. I've seen six and seven grade school where they separate from the eight graders too. But they go through a lot. And because of that, they're confused about what to do and how to make decisions. And we as adults don't make it any easier by expecting them to be turning a switch on. And I saw, I taught at Keithville Middle School, guys. This is where the Ku Klux Klans used to live at, right? In Louisiana and Shreveport. And all these inner city kids bust out there. And in that environment, you have little, all kind of races, but you have the kids bust in from the inner city, bring their, you know, hood mentality. You have kids that got a royal background in the same environment. <laughs> and then you have regular smart kids and regular kids. And then you have the redneck kid trying to be a gangster for that sixth grade year. And then they don't fit in there. So the seventh grade year, they start hanging out with the skateboard kids and stuff. They don't fit in there. Then by eighth grade, some switch kick on and they have full out redneck, tight pants, talking country and hillbilly talk and braces. <laughs> it just, it's like a, it's like yep. a, a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, only in Louisiana. <laughs> in three years, you see this growth pattern. Yes. Now you see the kids that's inner city come there and they used to get bullied in the inner city school. They come to a better environment and then they start want to be a bully in this environment, taking on the shape of what they experienced in the other environment. And then they either by sixth grade, they're trying to be a bully. By seventh grade, they're trying to, you know, find themselves. And then by eighth grade, they either full out gangster or want to be a thug or they want to be a smart person or they're a regular average kid. So I seen the, the growth in both. Now the, the average kids used to be the average kid. They either good kids all the time or they were bad kids all the time. And they ain't trying to be no gangster, they ain't trying to be no redneck, they just trying to be who they are and it is being them. So that's my, my small experience of that. Now, that don't ring true for you with the environment you're in now. You are in an inner city kid school environment and it's a predominant African-American environment, if I should say probably Yes, words. it is. And the, the challenge with those, in my perspective, before I let you down here, just take over this part. I'm sorry for stealing the show real quick, but I want to give That's you okay. a little background on what I think you may be going through and why I gave you some advice on the piece I gave you. So in our inner city, usually predominantly Black neighborhoods or schools, we have a mixture of kids there as well. We have some kids there that are surrounded by some things that are illegal activities on a daily basis. We yeah. got some kids that live in a household where they may be 11 and 12 and 13 years old, but they are running their household as mom and dad because mom and dad are either working, trying to make a living for their kids to get out of there, or their mom and dad is absent because they're living their best lives and they don't want to deal with the kids and they leave their young kids in charge to help them out. Um, and then you also have another group of kids that just know what they want to do. They want to be great and they're happy and their mom and dad live on a better side neighborhood. They just 
don't live in the best side of the neighborhood. So they got to still go to that school and they stuck there, <laughs> right? So is that somewhat of what you have witnessed in the last few weeks at that school? I have. And then I sit down and I listen to the conversations that they have with each other. And I, you know, I kind of sympathize with them because you really hit it right on the head. Because, you know, I hear some of them say, man, you don't know what I went through the weekend. And some say, oh, I didn't go to bed until four o'clock this morning. And I hear the other one say, what were you doing up at that time of the morning? Oh, playing my game, you know. So I get it. And then I, I realized, too, I really realized this. And I know that it's true, but it's just really, you know, I'm seeing it now. Like I have uh, seven periods and I noticed that the classes that I have with the lower kids are behavior classes. And I realize that it's because they don't understand what I'm trying to, you know, give to them they don't get it so that's where the behavior is coming from so I have to take it a little slower with them and I try to take it slower with all of them but I really realize you know that's the reason why a lot of them are acting out so I kind of I, I just sympathize with them because I feel like most of the lower classes are eighth grade classes so these kids are getting ready to go to high school and they're not understanding how to put a paragraph together. They don't understand, you know, what it takes to even write a paragraph, you know, as far as like punctuation, capitalization, stuff like that. And I, you know, I can't really, and it's supposed to be a computer class and I can't really just, you know, just take the time and just teach them ELA, but that's what I'm doing, you know, but I'm just trying to incorporate it with the computer lesson so they don't know that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and, so, and Dr. Yeah, Wiz, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, look, y'all, that's called cross, and you can correct me because I've been out of education quite a while, but that's, I want to say cross-curriculum integration. That's right. Uh, that's okay. right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're correct. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a while. Like I said, I be I don't. I, I used to I, honestly when I first left education uh, for that period of time when I was on active duty, I was still picking up books, reading over stuff, and trying to stay abreast of what the new trends was. I like, well, I don't know when I'm coming out back to duty. I better get focused on what I'm doing. But nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> so you know, unless uh, and if you don't mind, I mean, I know we're gonna go with the brighter future because this is a brighter future, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, Dr. Pam just explained to you all that she noticed that the kids are not where they need to be at. And she noted that some of the kids at a crucial turning points in their life when they go to ninth grade, that fifth to sixth grade, eighth to ninth grade, remember that resemblance, yeah. the confusion coming in, now all of a sudden the summer coming in again, and then all of a sudden the next year you're supposed to be a big kid again. <laughs> Reality again, right? Nonetheless, She's saying that, hey, I recognize these, these, these kids are not creating good paragraphs. So now we're getting at how can I in cyber computer class help incorporate the skill set that they will need to be successful in their daily adventures of next year and so forward, right? 
So tell us how you getting at that. What what are some ideas that um we kind of brainstorm? You know, just if you can share with everyone. Well, I had to really just take them back to the basics. I had to do that without really telling them that's what I'm doing, because you know they don't really teach typing in school anymore. And I really and truly had to go back to the basics. So we're really not even really just getting into the gist of the uh, curriculum yet because I'm going back to the basics. You know, simple stuff like, uh, that's how the paragraph came in, you know, uh, typing Word documents, even learning how to maneuver Word, you know. And a lot of them didn't know how to uh, change fonts, didn't even know what a font was. So simple stuff like that. And we talked about PowerPoints, creating PowerPoints. And that way, what I did, I tried to put a little research in there so that, and, you know, make it fun for them, let them research topics that interested them by doing like a, a something that you know they were interested in and they didn't realize they were doing research on it because I told them it had to be a topic that's you know about something that they could go to the internet and look up so they didn't know that they were actually researching and I told them so let's do let's document what we find put it in a word document so let's just you know gather all our details so that's how I learned about the, you know, paragraphs and spell. You know, I had to teach them how to do spell check, you know, just simple stuff. So that's how we got on that. And then you gave me some ideas about, um, let me see, what was that we did today? Oh, I can't even remember. I'm just, Water. what did we Yes, a graphic organizer. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We did a graphic organizer. So we were trying to organize our thoughts. And a lot of them didn't know, you know, what a graphic organizer was. So I had to explain that to them. And when, you know, breaking it down into simpler terms, it came, you know, it became a little clear to them. And I'm like, okay, so we got this class and it's cybersecurity. So that's what the title of our graphic organizer is going to be. Tell me what you want to know about what we're going to be teaching, what we're going to be learning. You know, tell me what you know already, what you want to know, and what have you learned so far? Because, you know, I just started in this class, so I don't know what they know. But they don't know that I'm trying to figure out what they need to know. So that's what we did, and it really worked. It worked. It did. And they was like, oh, can we present? Can we present? I wasn't going to let them present it, but they want to present. So that's another presentation, you know, to get them out of their shell. Because I told them when you get ready to go to high school, you're going to have to do a lot of presentations in front of the crowd. You're going to have to learn how to speak, you know, speak well. So that was great. I thank you for that idea. So we're going to work on that for several days. Yes. Yes. Rome wasn't built in a day. So, you know, I'm going to tell you this. And when you were talking, it just resonated well with me. I love teaching PE. I love teaching PE. I taught the full kit. I taught everything. I taught every subject, science, 
um, history, um, you know, math, ELA, reading, every subject, health. And then I taught the full body, right? Mind, body, and soul in PE. And the best thing about it all is it's all extra. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sharing this with you because that's what I'm hearing right now. Cybersecurity is not a core curriculum course. So no. it's not hell to be streamlined and say you have to stay here. Yes, it's not. You no. are able now to touch someone in so many different ways that an English teacher cannot, that a math teacher cannot, that a science teacher cannot, right? Mm -hmm. The closest subject that you can take that, that you can fight with on teaching a kid is uh, two subjects, PE, of course, but science is one. I'm finding to be a very special course mm -hmm. because I find that we do science every day we live. Mm -hmm. yes. We always have an idea on what we think going to happen. And we always have to find out, is that to be true? That's true. We always have a yep. hypothesis, right? That's true. So, I've just found within the last year that that subject is one of the most powerful subjects when it comes down to living your best life ever. Now, taking that full circle, you've been in cyber security class, which is cyber security class is so awesome that we're coming up with the space forces and the military. We're coming up with warfare now where we do not do man environment the fight that's going on in ukraine right now and russia or what have you that fight is unmanned a lot of the soldiers that's dying are either in close proximity of just holding off people from taking over something a building or a location but most things are unmanned attacks right now the internet is full of people stealing your information all day long, right? And it's going on on a constant basis, and that's what we under attack with. We right now had elections a couple of years ago that we know that Russia had something to do with it, and still, hey, nothing, no recourse, but somebody made president for quite a while that didn't deserve it, but got it because of certain things, right? Because of the cyber security. So with a whole thing like that, Cybersecurity is not a small subject to be teaching. So you are on a large scale and I get it. I can't, when I coach girls basketball, we couldn't win a championship if they didn't know the basics. If they sure. know how to dribble, if they don't make a layup and they didn't mind a free throw and they know how to pass the ball, we can't, we can't win a championship, right? Can't even make it there, right? You got to know how to play defense to win it, but you got to, you can't make it there. So I'm saying that to say that I get it. You have to go back to teaching the basics on how to flex on a computer or how to type a little bit because they don't teach typing no more. They just expect the kids to know it. And they then, right? So I, I'm, I'm with you all day long and I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to give you a little insight yesterday uh, on some things. But I, I do like the fact that you took that advice and let slide out that you, you told me, and I went out with your words, the KWL, right? Yeah, KWL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going back, way back. Oh, yeah. So KWL, <laughs> um, that's what you already know, right? Mm -hmm. What you want, what you already know, what you want to know, and what have you learned? 
And so when I showed them that, they was like, why do we need to learn about this? We don't need to learn about, yeah, they did. A, a couple of them said it. They didn't realize that they already knew a lot about it. You know, I was like, okay, so first of all, let's figure out what it is. So let's, let's, let me tell you what it is, you know? So I kind of started explaining to them about what it is. And then, you know, it was like, the light just started going off in a lot of them here. They was like, oh yeah, um, what is, uh, you know, you know, like when, cause all of them pulled out the little cash app cards. Cause a lot of them had cash app cards and they were like, yeah, because, you know, I have to try to keep this, you know, safe so nobody can go into it and get my money. And then, you know, uh, people stealing our passwords. I mean, it was like all the light bulbs just started going off. And I say, now listen to y'all say. So I asked, one, one, one student was like, yeah, you know, uh, VPN, is, is that's what it, v, VPN? I said, okay. So now tell me something that I need to know about a VPN. I'm, they were just spitting out information. And I said, do you know? And I just let them talk. And I said, do y'all know that that all is a part of cybersecurity? And they were so shocked. So I say, when you get ready to do this KWL chart, y'all already gave me your information. All you got to do is just put it on a chart. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they were really excited. They were excited. So that's what made them ask me, could they present what they found? So. So can I ask I you thought a question? That was great. Yeah. What what was the difference? What's your thought pattern now from the first moment you hit the class and knowing that you have to teach something that you personally don't know nothing about? <laughs> right? Because yeah. I mean, everybody, let me let me let me give it, let me get background on that real quick. Listen. Okay. Uh, uh, this is the YouTube world. In the school system. Because you have all those curriculum, I mean those um, credentials. She's a doctor. She, right? That means you have the aptitude to adjust and adapt and overcome. So when you're in a school environment, it doesn't matter about um, you are a doctor. Nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Nope. It matters that you have the app. You got the doctor label. That means you have the aptitude to teach something you have no experience in. Yeah, because I don't. I um when they told me that this is what I was going to be doing, I was kind of nervous about it because I'm like, really, I really honestly and truly am not a computer whiz. You already know that for yourself. You know, I know the basics. I can teach the basics all day long. So when they started spitting out the information that they were giving me today, I told them, I said, you know what? I said, we all are going to learn from each other. I said, because y'all told me some stuff that I didn't know. And, you know, when they got ready to, uh, like, download and insert the graphic organizers on the Google Slides, they taught each other that. I sat back and watched them do it, you know, because they didn't know how to actually create the uh, the graphic uh, organizer. So they downloaded it and that was all them. It was not me. I mean, I'm hearing so many great, great things right now. Peer tutoring. 
right? Yeah. Partnerships, yeah. Um, innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing higher level thinking because you're mm-hmm. creating, right? I'm yeah. hearing, I don't know, but I'm connecting the dots and I'm having real life connections. Um, I'm hearing a, a partnership between the, the, the supervisor, which is you, and the subordinates, which is them, but the collaboration, which is the, the intertwining of communication. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, it, it's so many things is just sparking in my head about the lights kicking on and the, 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 the I'm, I'm just looking at the fireworks popping right now. I'm just, yeah, I'm I excited. Was really I was proud of them today. I'm telling you, I was proud of them today because they don't know that they were really doing it. I just gave them the work and they did it. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And, and, and oh yeah, you said this too. I, I, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You now, this is what I love right here. And I don't even know if you notice that. So when we teach kids, sometimes we have to, um, we gotta always with any person, period. You gotta meet them where they're at. Yes, we do. You gotta meet them where they are. We do. Now, you already know your level of the education with cyber and t- computers and technology. Yeah. You know your strength is ELA. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know you teach a class to deal with typing. Yeah. First thing you did was went back to the basics on what your strength is that you do know and what mm-hmm. they may should know but may not know. So you identified the lowest level where y'all both can meet where you at with you having the upper hand. Exactly. <laughs> you just put it into words. <laughs> so That's now it. y'all both on level ground, but you got a little bit higher level than them to help help be able to reach your hand back like the, the poster we have where you reach your hand down and lift somebody up. So we own level ground because we both at a, a standstill. They in cyber class, they don't want to be there. They don't know what it is. They don't understand it. They didn't even know that why they was there. You in a class, you don't know why you there. <laughs> yeah. So, so coming ground. Yep. Now, how can we move this ground in a direction where we going upward and everybody going on? Now, I personally know that I got some, some blind spots. I don't know a lot of things about this. They personally don't know what they don't know. So let's mute where they at by KWL, what you know, what you want to know and what you learn. Mm-hmm. Now we out on level ground. And that's why I think it was such an exciting day to you, Dr. Williams, because you discovered from them the things that they thought they didn't know. And you discovered from yourself things that you did not know. And then you also discovered what you did know that they did not know. And it's like everybody had a learning environment all in one. We did. <laughs> we did. I had, I can't say that. We did. It was great. I mean, it was a good day. I can complain about some days, but today it was a good day. Now, now I'm gonna it be was honest, productive. Ain't, ain't gonna be no. Uh, I don't like being a bear of bad news, but I did text you when you text me saying it was a great day today because I did. Yeah. Day was. <laughs> and <laughs> it's gonna be shortly lived. This is middle school. Oh yeah. Oh, I know it. <laughs> so it's like they like freaking light switch. They are like light switch every day. Oh, it ain't, yeah. no, ain't no overtime. No. But, I'm going to say this for a word of encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to anybody listening to this right now, because we have a good time to meet. Um, one thing about it is you keep on putting just an empty cup, just a bottle of water. I just keep putting drips in it. It's going to keep on filling up 
the pure water and that space is going to be filling up. Now I may can put a hole in there and it may, I may can drip it out or I may can shake it up and some come out, but still more going to stay in than come out. Okay. So as long as you keep chipping away every day with just doing something to move that needle, that's what I told you. I said, right now you may be starting out a negative five, but as long yeah. as you keep going towards zero and once you get zero, you don't want to move too fast. You just want to go shift over half a 0.5 and then you want to get to one, you know, but as long as you keep on moving the needle every day and you see some kind of improvement and don't focus on all the, the water that's dripping out and pushing out and coming out of the leaks that's coming out the cup, just keep pulling yours in, the positive stuff. The more you hunt the good stuff, the more you read, restate what they, and, and point out the wins, the small wins. The more you do those things, the more you're going to see those kids actually over time grow to be a freaking temple that that one can adore one that can admire and that one being you because you know what you did to chisel off those rough ends and to mold that person to be the human being they can possibly be in the future so keep getting at it keep getting at that brighter future that dr pam's brighter future right there <laughs> i'm excited for you i'm excited for them and I think they have the right one, baby. Like that son said, so you got the right one, baby. I think they have the right so one. Thanks so too. Thanks <laughs> so too. I'm gonna do what I need to do. You know, I might not always like it, but I'm gonna do what I need to do. Absolutely, you're Williams. You don't have no choice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some things come with a name that just okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and pivot real quick. I know we did a lot of times on where we at today, and we always can come back a later time and and go somewhere else with it, um, and and revisit this again anytime. You welcome back. Um, I don't care. My I put a schedule up there, but that schedule is not concrete. And I'm the boss, so I can change it. Um, however, comma, let's talk a little bit more about what your brighter future look like for your son, because your son is what led you to be whom you are today and why you made some of the moves you made, if I might say, um, from sure. what I think I heard. And um, you can shape this a little bit different how you see fit, but I'm going to shut up and listen now. Well, what I would really like to do, you know, what I was telling you about as far as like starting my own business and I'm not, you know, trying to like lean more toward one than the other but I would really like to help kids with disabilities you know that graduate from high school that don't really know you know what's the next move like as far as my son is concerned he graduated in 21 and I'm still trying to figure out what's going to be his next move and I know that it's not just me because it was a lot of kids graduated with him that I taught, you know, and they graduated with him. And the parents are pretty much basically going through the same thing that I'm going through because, you know, we're all trying to figure out, okay, he is able to do a lot of stuff, you know, and he may be lacking in some areas like many other kids with disabilities, but he can function just like anybody else. And I feel like with the business that I want to create, okay, 
the business that I want to create is basically what are these kids going to do after high school? Life after high school. What are they going to do? Who's going to teach them job skills, uh, independent living skills, social skills? Because a lot of them with autism don't have social skills like my son. He don't have social skills. So who's going to teach those these adult kids? Because they're not children anymore. They are considered adults when they leave high school. So what we're going to do, We and I just feel like to me, you know, society thinks like, okay, when they graduate from high school, that's it. You know, life stops for them. You know, they just going to collect the check. That's not, that is not what I want for my son. Now, I don't know what nobody else, you know, you know, you know, I don't know anybody else's plan, but my plans are to start this business where I can become a mentor along with, I would like to have maybe a speech therapist, occupational therapist, you know, on my team and work as mentors or coaches to these, these adult students or adult kids or whatever you want to call them, 18 and over, take them out into the workforce, you know, talk to employers that are willing to work with them and train them or at least give them the opportunity to let us come in and train them you know, mentor them, you know, be with them on the job for a certain period of time until we feel like they have it and then let them out into the world. You know, they say that as like us being teachers, they want us to prepare these kids for the world, but the world is not prepared for them. You know, that's how I feel. So, you know, and it's not, I don't think that it's fair because I know that if you show my son some hands-on work, he can do it. You know, it may not be all there mentally. You know, it has he has to work on it. But physically, hands-on, you can show him. And that's with a lot of adult kids or adult, you know, with adults with disabilities. So that's my plan. That's the, that's what really made me want to not wait to be great because that was my purpose of becoming a doctor because I feel like once I do get the business started, they're going to look at my credentials because I've been working with special education children for years. I have a son in that field. So I feel like I'm more than qualified to teach adult, you know, children cooking skills, life skills, social skills. And, and I just feel like, you know, that's needed because you got different states. And I did my research. You have different states that offer uh, programs just for these kids. Not in Louisiana, I have to say. Nothing like that is in Louisiana. You have to go to another, a whole nother state to have something like that. You know, so I think that by me being in Louisiana, if I could create something like that, maybe it would give uh, parents some kind of opportunity to, so these kids can be successful because that's what I'm looking for. I, I want him to be the man that God made him to be. 
You know, I don't want nobody to hinder him. I don't want him to hinder himself, you know, because I know that he can do more than what he's doing. That's how I feel. That's just me. I think that, um, you know, I salute you for one, you know what I'm saying, to live a life where you're always constantly thinking of the future for a brighter future for your son. Yeah. He came in this world the way he is, as perfect as he is, uh, with a couple different challenges that others don't see. You as a mom, being the mom you are, recognize that, hey, yeah, you may got some challenges, but you're not out to fight. Exactly. So exactly. what can I do as a mom to leverage this world and get what I need to be successful for you to be successful. Let me go get my degree in education. Let me go get my higher degrees, my master. Let me go get more certification. So as I take you out this 12th grade environment, I can help you on the other end because I have the credentials to match the knowledge, to match the experience, to match the ongoing support I need to give to not only mine but others yes exactly and that's it <laughs> that's it sound different when it comes for somebody else huh? oh yeah because you just put it so perfectly that that's it because i feel like i did all this i didn't do this for me i did this for others this is not for me this is for other people because you got all these parents with children that has uh that have ieps don't know what to do with them, you know, use them, you know, enforce them. You write the IEPs. You don't let them write the IEPs. You write the IEPs. The, what you put on that paper follows, follows these kids until, I mean, it follows them. Even now, you know, like I enrolled my son in a, a pilot program at one of the local colleges here. He needed his IEP. And this is college. So this, these, what you put on that piece of paper follows them. But I don't want that to limit him, just like I don't want that to limit other people. So advocate. I've always been an advocate for my son and for other children, the children that I've taught. I've always advocated for them, the parents. When the parents didn't know, that's why I'm here. So I feel like, you know, that's that would be, that's my gift that I could offer. That's that's just how I feel. That's something that I can offer to people that don't understand the rules, you know, in the processes, because a lot of people don't. Well, I hope that um, I hope whoever heard this this conversation this this dialogue that we had tonight, uh, be inspired, motivated, encouraged. Uh, for one, a person that's on a consistent move to help others. One um, that noticed there's a need and, and willing to take on a challenge, uh, whether it be hers or others. Um, one that's humbled enough to take whatever the earth put in front of them and take it on with a smile on her face and hit it straight on. Cause that's what I've heard to me. Um, and one that's on a constant venture for a brighter future. 
for others. So it's Pam's vision for a brighter future, not Pam's brighter future, right? And I came up with that on the slick real quick. When you told me your story, I just came up with a catchy saying real quick. Like you said, mm -hmm. why wait to be great, invest now, grow your future. Like invest now, grow your future. You know, it's like, wow, where the hell did that come from? Well, it came from my mind. It came from my heart. It came from my soul. It's my gift to others. Just like you just said, helping others and being able to help them with the processes and with the rules and the regulation and how to advocate, that's your gift to others. And I, I applaud you for every move you made. And when I know that it has not been easy, when I know that it's been challenging, when I know it came with some long nights, it came with some sleeping nights, not oh, only yes. because the work was hard, not only because the, the bills and the sickness and the COVIDs and all the other things that are going on in the world that the world does to distract us from our true vision. Um, you fought through it. you still on path. And you even came on this call, on this platform to tell the world. And that's something that's another challenge for you because you're more one to go and talk in the background to the people. Sit down with them, talk intimately with it. Uh, it I got, intimately. I, Intimately with them, because I show up and mess it up. Uh, <laughs> intimately with that individual and have a dialogue with one on one, not with yeah. all these people listening. So I applaud you for this. And, it, you know, even the world was challenging us when we started because I think the link went out different, the email went out different. I'm on the phone doing this. And we started a little late, but guess what? It came out on top at the end. The information was put out. We talked the world about KWL. We taught the world about how you can make everybody a level playing field. We just taught the world about how your vision for a brighter future for these kids with challenges, right? The world is not prepared for them, but they expect teachers prepare for the world. That was a powerful statement right there. You see, I can quote it back because it was powerful. Thank you. <laughs> and true. It, oh, it's, hey, look here. You know, it, it's true. true. I heard in your, I heard over and over again that sixth grade stage again, that fifth to sixth grade stage where the world expects somebody to change all overnight. I did not know that that was you was going to be your punchline. Kids get out of school and the world is not prepared for them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they, they want us turn. to prepare. That's right. They want us to prepare them, but you are not prepared for them. We prepare them, but hey. You got to be ready for them when we put them out there. And I don't care if they are up here or down here. You got to be ready for them. At the end of the day, God gives us all different gifts. That's right. Exactly. Everybody have a gift. Exactly. Everybody. I don't care what they on there. I've seen kids with Down syndrome so powerful. Yes. Bring a smile to the ugliest person's face. Yeah. That was their gift. Yes. Right? They all have a gift. They do. They do. Like my son, yeah. he is gifted with his hands. He can take apart anything and put it back together. He may not even know how to read the instructions. He don't need them. But he can take apart something and put it back together just looking at it. Wow. it you know, it, it, so yeah, so it, I, I know he can be great. He is great. He is great. He That's great. Right. He just, the world needs to see his greatness. And we need That's to go right. and make keep on pushing on this. So uh Doc, you know, if you want to, 
I'm gonna challenge you. I mean, we can do it next week. I don't care. Um, I can I can prolong some other things, but I, I I don't want you to keep waiting, and I don't want you to keep putting off. And I do appreciate you not waiting uh, by getting the education, by teaching school, by coming on this platform, by steady making the needle move, making the needle move. Um, so to keep that needle moving, I'm willing to support you. Um, and I'm asking you to go out there and find some of those parents and some of those other people that maybe we need a panel, you know, on this live environment where we actually have all of you all talking out loud about some of the challenges, some of the pitfalls, and some of the things that y'all are going through with your kids after they graduate so that we can highlight it and hope that somebody in this YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter world, social media world will hear this, reach out to myself or you or whomever and help us connect the dots that what's in other states can be in Louisiana. So you don't have to move and migrate and hibernate and be a nomad to go and find support. You can bring exactly. it to what those want it there. Exactly. So exactly. the need is there. The you want is there. The atmosphere to grow is there the capitalization and monetization is there it's yes. so many things i heard that you have uh, and i'm sure you already start working your business plan so that whenever you need to go ahead and sit down with someone at walmart or other places like walmart does stuff like this similar and i and that's god thank you um i would definitely employ you to go to um regional director or whomever you can reach at walmart that i hire those gifted people with all those um, gifted and talented people that yeah. sometimes don't walk like us and talk like us or yeah. like us and, and find out more about that process because that's going to be one of those pivotal moments in your career that having that insight and not sharing you have that insight but talking like you know what you're talking about would definitely make some people ears perk up eyebrows lift up heart open up to accept the conversation that you're going to give them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, well, I mean, that just came on me. That just came over me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for bringing this to us, y'all. I, I hope that everybody have a brighter future for these people, right? We all are people. We all have our struggles. We are, Nobody's perfect, right? And we all have struggles. Unfortunately, some people are born with different struggles that other folks just don't take serious and they don't see out a way to capitalize off it. So they don't find a way to keep on doing it because they ain't monetize it. But we're not looking to monetize this. We're looking at how we can teach these kids to put skill sets so they can be professionals in their arenas. They can be great in their lives and they can live in their purpose and be able to supply for their family and they can be able to live independently without always having somebody around them. If they able to do that, don't you want to be a part of making that difference and that change for them? Don't you want to support this initiative to keep other folks from holding people back from being great? Because some people can be great if they just have the opportunities. Exactly. The presentations and they didn't have the uh, deliveries and they have the environment to be great. That's why I'm looking for the environment is the key word. So exactly. let the world be prepared for these people by creating an environment that these folks can go into and they can be great. These young folks did not ask to be on this earth. They did not ask for 
their, their disabilities, but they still have so many more abilities, right? Yes. And we need to capitalize on their abilities and not focus on their disabilities. We need to recognize them. We need to recognize them, but we don't need to focus on them. We need to recognize them to see, hey, this is a weak spot. This is a hurt spot, but these are the great spots. Like she said, my son can break stuff down <coughs> with his eyes and his mind and put it back together. Don't need to read, right? Yeah. That's the abilities. Now, do we know how to read and, and maintain and stay, keep his focus the whole time? Oh, that's a disability. Yeah. But that ain't important. Yeah. This is important. Exactly. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, Dr. Pam, if we can kind of get some people together, we can do a survey. You can create a survey. I help push it out to people. And find, we'll post it a couple of times and get some people intake. Or if, I mean, I'm just doing some brainstorming out loud like I do. My okay. Go 100 miles an hour all the time. Okay. If we can get a panel together of some of the students you may taught or some of the kids that graduated with him from the school he graduated from, um, yeah. who you stayed in touch with, or just the adults itself, or just the kids. And, you know, we can do this over time. We ain't got to do it all at once. We ain't got to do it immediately. But I don't like putting out tomorrow what we can do today. We can do, we can take massive actions quick. Okay. However okay. pace you want to do it, I'm just throwing some ideas out. Okay. Um, but let's move forward with moving that needle. Let's get some traction on this movement. Let's get some traction on this journey because 2023 is my action takers year. Why wait to be great action takers? Right? Okay. There was a punchline right there time. I mean, when <laughs> I was saying, I'm like, man, take action. 2023, we got hold of it. Okay. We got hold and we taking action. We taking action. Okay. I threw that out there in front of everybody. Uh, I applaud you for whatever it is. Like I said, if you, if you want to come back and give more of your presentation, more focus on just that portion, that's fine. Tonight was more of an introducing you to the world, saying what you already at, where you going, and where we would like to be. So I did it a little different, like the KWL, but um, right. I presented you to the world in a way where, hey, they let you hear you. They let you hear what you're doing and what you would like to do. So your, your current and your future is good. Now we're trying to allocate resources and reach out to folks to, to build us up so that we can keep on our path. And as you can see, my words went to we, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I'm in it with you. So let's get okay. it, Dr. Williams. Let's make it happen. Okay. Let's a future for our people. Okay. All right. And thank you for the opportunity, you know, letting me do this. You know, I didn't, wasn't for sure about it, but I appreciate it though. And I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> I just, so thank I, I you. Appreciate, I appreciate it. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I take that type of stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, I, I mean, like I said, I, it's more about you. I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that you're thankful that I kept, you know, I asked you a couple of times and then when I asked you that night, something changed and you said, yeah. I made everything. Well, I think it was a couple of days. Yeah, yesterday. I made all that stuff on the spot and I shot it out. Uh, we're going to use that same link, right? Okay. Uh, so if you, you can keep that link and then I just change the pictures and put some different dates and time on the uh, thing. Or, um, but, you know, and, and, and I'm open to you having your own day. Oh, uh, one day a week on Tuesdays, which to, uh, one day at a Tuesday that you could do where you may want to come on and present some findings and stuff. And it ain't got to be no hour, ain't got to be hour 15. 
I, I'm open. Why wait to be great is not about me being structured. It's about me presenting opportunities for people to be great. And this platform is for everybody to be great. And it's just me being the, the caster, um, that, that, that vessel that's running the path. My purpose on this earth is to explore and, and elevate and to inspire, motivate, encourage, of course, but to, to help others to get started and help them to be great. So that's my role. And that's why I want you to feel comfortable enough that if even if you come back and say, hey, you know what? Next week, I'd like to come on again and, and talk about some more on this subject. And I want to get more. I, I found out these things and you want to present it and we have a dialogue and go back and forth. I like I said, the sky's the limit. I don't have no 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 no's. I just have all yeses and all, okay, let's see how we can make it work. So again, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody that listened. I appreciate the opportunity to be sharing this, this atmosphere with you and your vision and the willingness of a doctor to listen to such <laughs> a young person like myself and not a doctor. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's just a title. That's it. Well, you, you earned it and you got it. And, and I, I'll put my opportunity in, in good, good support of a person like you and be that in that atmosphere you know they say if you're around three crazy people you'll be the four you're around three okay. broke people you'll be the four and if you're around one smart person i'm the second I'm okay the second. <laughs> i got you <laughs> okay well look you be blessed thank you so much i'm going to share this link with you once it finished downloading you'll be okay. able to look at it again and see it um, and then at the same token, I ask you to share it on your social media or whatever you can, or get your daughter, okay. you know, baby to do it. And we'll move forward with this. And then, you know, we'll talk through the week to I check on you with school and, um, we'll look at following up on when the next time you come back on and the, the ideals I threw out there, the brainstorm, they're all brainstorming. They say we have to do it that way. I'm just throwing some stuff out there. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time. And thank you. All right. Thank you for being a Why okay. Way to Be Great 2023 action taker. Take care. You too.